Welcome to Working Matters. My name is Carl Edwards. Visit us on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, we are back for week two on our series on clutter, friend or foe, with our very special guest, George Rosas. Hi, George. Hello. I'm a friend, not a foe. You're the friend, so we have n- no problem making that discernment right off the bat here. <laughs> He's a great friend, software developer and producer of this show. And we're taking a what we hope is a helpful uh, look at clutter in our conversation here. We're all different, but uh, there's so much going on out in the world with information and the tools available to us. And it's changing so fast that it's starting to get in the way. So in this week, we're going to talk about social networks and the clutter that some of us feel when we're dealing with all these proliferating networks that our friends are part of. Invitations to join this group, invitations to join that group. You may know this person, they may know you. It's all, it's, there's a lot of them, George. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder how do they know I may know this person? It kind of freaks me out a little bit. Yes. There is the troubling big brother aspect, but we'll save that for a different series. (laughs) Let's preface this with a personal, I believe of mine, which is that this is a good thing. I think it's a good thing to be more connected with more people um, in more ways. I don't feel any loss that I can't have coffee in person with all these people. Um, Virtual contact is more than the none I had before. That's right, yeah. So uh, it's a good problem we have. But yes, we're bringing it up in this series on clutter because it's so much, and it's coming all the time, that um, I don't even look at my Twitter stream anymore. Because it's so many people talking about so many different things that I, I, I literally cannot see it. I feel like I need some help in this. Sometimes I feel uncomfortable getting rid of the clutter in the, in the social network space. What if I realize that my friend's birthday passed and I didn't know? So many of us now know when our friend's birthday is from that Facebook sidebar, right? Uh, That's and- right. I was thinking I didn't hear from you on my birthday. I've been, <laughs> it's been festering inside. A good thing I know the reason now. Yeah, I wasn't on Facebook that day. <laughs> Most of us now, not only, it's almost a granted that you're on Facebook. I mean, if you're not on Facebook, you certainly know all about it. If you're not on Facebook, you know, kudos to you. You've been able to resist an oncoming (laughs) train that is just just barreling through town, right? Uh, But it's not just that one network, right? There's there's many of them. If if we're professionals, we're probably on LinkedIn, and that has its own messaging system, right? So, Uh So we have to keep track of a lot of different inboxes other than our email. So we're watching all these streams. We've got separate private messaging that can go on in these uh, different venues. And it's clutter because we're getting overwhelmed by it. It's we want to be in touch with people, but there's so much going on in our Facebook stream that we're not really interested in nine of the 10 things that just went by. And we missed three that we would have loved to. And it's, a, it's really an interesting time because the networks, the social networks, the companies running this are aware of some of these problems. Mm-hmm. And they are making efforts to sort of simplify things. Sometimes it backfires, I think. In particular, I think Facebook has made some changes that I have to just scratch my head when I look at, at the screen and what's happened to timelines. And now it's sometimes it seems like a big mess. But they are trying to make the effort to simplify things for us. But sometimes I feel like it's a chore to clean it up, right? It feels like housekeeping. Oh, sure. I mean, it's wonderful to have different, to simplify your stream by having these different lists in Facebook and being able to categorize people as a friend or an acquaintance. In one sense, that's a good idea. In another sense, as you just said, that's a chore. And how do you do that if you have 200 to 2,000 friends um, and go through and uh, categorize them all? There's pros and cons to each of those things, and that's not our 
primary focus. Our primary focus is it's getting in the way and we aren't hearing from anybody. We aren't contacting anyone. We aren't really up to date on all these things that we're connected with because it's so much. It's become another form of clutter. So let's think about that. Let's think about that a little here, getting requests to join this group or that group or play this game or that game or be referred to this possible connection or that one. There's all these different forms of people who know us asking us to, to join something. We don't even know at the time if it's a direct conscious request on their part because they want to connect with us for a purpose on that network or if it's an automated thing where they had signed up for something and it went and contacted all their Facebook friends and asked them to join too. Yeah, that's right. There's a lot of nuance in this, and I think we're, we're slowly starting to discover that. Carl, I know several people who have more than one Facebook account, for example. They have a oh, professional account there you go. where they go on and maybe talk about things they're interested in at work, and then they have their personal account maybe you could call it where they post about what bar they were at on Friday night or something like that. Right. There's a lot of nuance and a lot of different audiences. And I feel like it maybe it makes it difficult to, to use these sometimes because I have to think about all the different potential problems maybe by using this, not to mention privacy issues. Right. Exactly. And then they all are linking better and better to each other so that one set of friends can apply across the board. Well, you may not want them to apply across the board. So I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter, let's just say those big three. And I use them for slightly different purposes in my business and personally, and just being out there as a person talking about work and life and different things I'm interested in. You know, at one time I had them pretty tightly linked. Well, then it started appearing, you know, that I was doing my business on Facebook. And that's not the kind of connecting I wanted to do on Facebook. I don't know, and I didn't ask any of my friends if it bothered them, um, so I'm keeping it a, a me issue. But it could be wider, you know, because in that environment, in those relationships, I do not want to be selling all the time. In a professional environment, I like people to know what I do. I like people to know I'm available to come alongside or to speak or to help with complex problems. So it's appropriate in those contexts. So even that linking became a form of clutter that got in the way from people wanting to see my stream. We have an upcoming episode where we're going to be talking about communication and the social network aspect of it is similar in the sense that it's a two-way street. It's not just what the sender's Mm -hmm. intention is, but the receiver has an intention too. And so there is a, a subtlety, again, a nuance in this. And how do we know whether we're being appropriate or whether we're, we're sending the wrong message, right? Exactly. So I have friends of friends, people I don't know very well who have wanted to um, connect with me on LinkedIn professionally. So I think wonderful. The wider the network, the better. You know, I'll hear, watch what's going on in each other's streams, and you know, you never know who you might need. Well, some of these connections of connections actually have started using the private messaging system at LinkedIn to do advertising oh. and invite me to seminars and and their talks. Basically, they're trying to sell me something. And so, you know, that's their business, but that's not how I'm using LinkedIn. I'm not going there to look for seminars. I want relating professionally to me on LinkedIn is a different form of social interaction than it is where a place where I want to get lots of professional services. So here's your point is 
you know, they think they found an easy way to get out to a wide list that, you know, I'm turning them off completely. Yeah. And so now I might, you know, my choice is between being connected and being what I experience as spammed versus not being connected at all. Make them invisible. Yeah, and you said an interesting word there, which was which was spam. Uh, although we don't intend to spam people, the net that the social networks cast is very wide. For example, a lot of us will get an email whenever there's a Facebook post on our wall, or we'll get an alert on our phone. It's a more complicated situation than just writing to someone on that social network. It's not contained anymore, right? It's it cast outward. So you're being turned off as many times as you're being connected to. If you start informing a lot of people of what you're doing all the time, those in your network who want to know what you're doing personally and professionally all the time will be glad to receive those messages. Those who just want to be connected to you more casually will experience it as being spammed. So what happens then is it goes outside of your control. You thought you were connecting to more people, but actually people outside your control are, you know, clicking that little thing saying, I don't want to see anything that comes from this person. And then we're, you know, it's, it's almost too stark a choice. And that's what we're trying to think about is how do you make these choices? Are we choosing between services? Do we? Choosing between people? Is it an all or nothing thing of seeing everything? And sometimes your friends choose for you. It's not just virtual. It's a mirror of your personal relationships. And if your friends all jump to PATH, for example, which is a newer social network that has come out in the past few months, maybe you don't have a choice. Maybe you have to join also if you want to keep in the circle. What if they all know something and they expect you to know about that too, right? Exactly. Calling this, deciding for yourself what's working for you and what isn't, isn't this super straightforward manner. It's not a, a guidebook we can put out there of, you know, I can tell you that I try and keep my Facebook socializing more personal and my LinkedIn and Twitter more professional. That's a choice I've made to reduce some of that clutter and make each of those venues more usable for me. And that idea might work for many of you, but that idea may not work for a lot of people. It really comes down to more of this, what's getting in your way and what's propelling you forward, what's helping you connect more and what's making you actually cringe and not connect at all in order to avoid the overwhelm of seeing everything all the time. Imagine if you could view who had uh, minimized your interactions on Facebook. If you could see who had ignored you, right? That would be devastating. Yeah. (laughs) But it might be helpful feedback too. That's true. And then Facebook and other organizations make a lot of the decisions for you. And in the name of being helpful, they put some things up more than other. I clicked a like once to a post of a very distant, distant connection. Well, Facebook now thinks that we are the closest and best of friends. And I see 99% of what they do. And then somebody I was very interested in, but I never touch or actually click on any of their things, you know, it's kind of disappeared. What happened to this person? I go over on their wall and they've been quite active, but it's not showing up in my thing. So again, um, the issue is not to criticize Facebook in this emerging field. uh, Yet it's how to think think about um, what I'm going to do as this stuff emerges and as it changes and as the options that are available to us keep growing. I know that I feel constantly overwhelmed by this. I don't subscribe to every social network out there. I don't have that much time in the day, but even just the few that I'm a member of, I feel uh, sometimes 
compelled to check, you know, five different feeds every single day. I know I need some work on this. So uh, this was a good chat, a good opportunity for me to examine how much of this I'm doing. And is it really working for me or am I just wasting my time? Exactly. And that's what we want to do. We want to just take a look at what we're doing. Catch ourselves when we fall into all or nothing thinking. I have to be intimately connected with every aspect of this person's life, even though 90% of them drive me nuts. Or I have to cut them off completely and miss out on everything in all contexts. And it's that kind of all or nothing thinking we want to avoid. And yet there's so many alternatives in the middle. We basically have to keep trying things and keep adjusting as the new alternatives come out. And we find out that now people we never even knew existed know about us. Because uh, you know, our network was connected to somebody's network who was connected to somebody's network. Excellent. Ah, social networks. Well, we could talk about that one forever. We need to close it up for today. Um, next week, we're going to look at the tools, the, all the new tools that are available to us now and how that creates its own kind of, of clutter. Please come by the website, boldenterprises.com. Comment on the blog. Introduce yourself. Let's you know, ask a question or make a comment that's about something that's going on in your social networking world. Until next week, this is Carl Edwards at Working Matters. We'll see you then. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.